Hello, and welcome back to 365 Days with MXM Tune. I'm Maya, a singer, songwriter, video maker, Oakland native, and big, gigantic history nerd. I love untold stories, gross facts, hidden secrets, and anything weird, dark, or funky from our past. Every day, I'm going to share one of my favorite deep cuts with you. So let's take a look at today's story. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365. Yesterday, we talked about Stonehenge, long considered one of the most famous unsolved artifacts. And today, we're going to dig into another historical mystery, the Dead Sea Scrolls, considered the oldest biblical manuscripts in the world. On September 22, 1991, the Huntington Library in San Marino, California, released a full photographic set of the scrolls to the public for the first time. This gave scholars their first unlimited opportunity to study the scrolls, lifting the veil of some of the enigma. But what exactly are the scrolls? Let's rewind. Back in either late 1946 or early 1947, a group of Bedouin teenagers were tending to a herd of goats near a group of caves near the Dead Sea, in what is now the West Bank, but then was a section of Jordan. As the story goes, a goat got lost, and when one of the shepherds went to look for it, he discovered a cave he'd never seen before. He threw a stone in and heard glass breaking. When he and his friends explored the cave further, they found a collection of clay jars containing a total of seven rolled-up ancient scrolls written mostly in Hebrew. The boys ended up bringing the scrolls to a merchant in Bethlehem, who didn't think that they were very interesting and told them to take them elsewhere. So they did, and ended up selling most of them to an antiquities dealer for only seven Jordanian pounds, a total of $321 in today's currency. Not that much for a major archaeological find. The scrolls changed hands a few times and ended up getting studied by a few scholars who figured that they dated back at least 2,000 years. Whispers about the scrolls circulated among the artifact-loving set and prompted some excitement among the archaeologists and treasure hunters who wanted to explore the caves further. So they did, unearthing thousands upon thousands of scroll fragments where the original seven scrolls were found. Historians estimate they unearthed about 800 to 900 manuscripts total which is just like a little bit of reading. At some point, a Syrian Orthodox Archbishop of Jerusalem named Athanasius Yeshua Samuel bought four of the scrolls off of the antiquities dealer. In 1948, when the Arab-Israeli war broke out, Samuel took the scrolls to the United States and tried to sell them to some universities. The universities passed, which was definitely their loss. Samuel got desperate, and in 1954, he took out a classified ad for the scrolls in the Wall Street Journal, Biblical manuscripts dating back to at least 200 BC are for sale, the ad read. This would be an ideal gift for an educational or religious institute by an individual or group. And it's wild to think that one of the world's most precious archaeological finds was once basically on Craigslist, but history takes a lot of weird turns. The ad got the attention of Israeli archaeologist Yigael Yadin, Yadin's father had actually already bought the other three scrolls from the first collection of seven back in 1947, which meant that the family would have the complete set. Yadin decided to negotiate a deal with Samuel for the scrolls, but he didn't really want them for himself. Instead, he secretly bought them on behalf of the state of Israel, which by then was just a few years old. 
Samuel got $250,000, or $2.4 million in today's dollars, in exchange for the scrolls. But unfortunately for him, a lot of that ended up going to the IRS. Today, all seven of the original Dead Sea Scrolls and most of their fragments are on display at the Israel Museum in Jerusalem. But who wrote the Dead Sea Scrolls? And what's in them? The answer to the first question is, no one knows. Historians suspect they were written by the Jewish population in the area. They were found in sometime between 150 BC and 70 AD. But that's still unconfirmed. What's in them is a little bit easier to discern. Thanks to years of study, historians say that the scrolls contain the entire Old Testament, except for the Book of Esther. Hence, why they're considered the world's oldest biblical text. The scrolls also have other ancient Hebrew writings, like religious laws, mysticisms, prayers, and rules and regulations that you won't find in the Bible. And allegedly, there's a hidden treasure map, though no one's ever solved that one yet. Scholars all over the world have wanted to study the scrolls for decades, but for a long time, the Israel Museum was notoriously picky about who they let take a look at them. A group of carefully selected academics were supposed to do a full scroll translation more than 60 years ago, but by 1991, they hadn't gotten particularly deep into it. Enter the Huntington Library, whose heads decided it was time to let everybody look at the scrolls. They had a set of 3,000 photographs of the scrolls, which they said pretty much comprised the full collection. Other institutes had photo sets too, but the Huntington Library was the first to make the argument that since the scrolls had no known author, they were in the public domain and therefore available for mass consumption. And so on September 22nd, they released the archives to much controversy. Some scholars said that the move was like knocking down the Berlin Wall, which at that point had come down two years earlier. Others claimed that the library was releasing stolen content, since the photographs had been commissioned by a California university and somehow ended up in the library's possession. But the move also gave academics unfettered access to the scrolls and meant that more people could learn about the ancient Hebrew civilizations much faster. It also gave a diverse group of scholars access, and not just the Judeo-Christian scholars who'd had control over the scrolls before. Basically, the Huntington Library helped speed up the scrolls' demystification process. And though we're still in the dark about a lot of things scroll-related, thanks to the library, one day, we'll probably know a lot more. And now, here's a fun music fact from September 22nd. On this day in 2001, the U.S. was just under two weeks into the aftermath of the September 11th attacks on the Pentagon and World Trade Center. To raise money for the victims and their families, George Clooney and other showbiz bigwigs put together a telethon-style benefit concert called America, a tribute to heroes. Performers included Bruce Springsteen, Billy Joel, Stevie Wonder, and Mariah Carey. And celebrities like Clooney, Tom Hanks, and Robin Williams gave inspirational speeches to a hurting nation. The live concert aired commercial-free on most U.S. networks and raised over $200 million. And now for our final segment of today's episode, I'm going to be looking into my own life to tell you what I did on a September 22nd in my world. So for the next couple months, I'll probably have some sort of live show that has happened on many different days when I'm covering kind of events that happen in my life. So for today, on September 22nd in 2019, I played a live show at the Crocodile in Seattle. And at that show, I brought a pair of green Crocs. And I think that was kind of the start of including Crocs 
in the vision of MXM Tune, I literally bought a pair of bright green Crocs just so I could wear them at this venue because it was called the Crocodile. And it became a pretty iconic moment and look because someone also gave me a cowboy hat. So if you can imagine a five foot three tiny woman singing with ukulele wearing a neon pink cowboy hat and bright green Crocs, that is an MXM Tune concert. And that brings us to the end of this episode of 365 Days with MXM Tune. I am MXM Tune, and I want to say thank you for tuning into this episode and learning more about history with me. I'll talk to you tomorrow. It's 365 with MXM Tune. New facts every day, so don't leave too soon. I'm gonna teach you stuff, no, it won't be tough. Gonna go a year till you've had enough. It's 365.